0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Eight two seven zero CO Round Rock, 1260 AM and 101.9 on FM. Download the Horn app. Yes. The Horn. We're Austin talks sports. The horn. Guests on the Horn appear courtesy of the Vacaros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019-AM1260. The Horn.
2: And yes, ma'am, you had better. We'll wake him up, get him up, get him going. Wednesday on Hook 'Em Up with Ian Rodby. We're going to drag you up over the hump on this, the final day of January 20 and 24. If you've been participating in uh, what they call dry January, it's your last day. You can uh, plan to go get a margarita tomorrow or something, you know what I mean? Go grab a cold one, whatever you're going to do you have gotten all the way to the end of the month good for you this is the last day of the first month of uh, 2024 and we're going to get you through it and uh, talk about a lot of big conversations uh, big news from the coaching world Longhorns made it official yesterday with their new defensive line coach D. Sarkeesian finally confirming the news that broke last week but uh, get some details on the new D-line boss at Texas also big news out of uh, the NFL as far as coaching carousels go Washington and Seattle still looking for head coaches a couple of top Candidates pulled their names out of the conversation yesterday. We'll talk about who and why. Also, obviously, we're now 11 days to the Super Bowls. So we'll talk some Chiefs and Niners. Uh, also, uh, Jerry Jones uh, assuring all Cowboys fans that the uh, future is bright and they're going all in in 2024. Yeah, details to come on that as well. Woo! Yes, Jerry Jones making Mission us all feel better. We're all, oh, all in, baby. Nothing, uh, nothing to fear. <laughs> Jerry is here. Jerry is here. And got a full grip on the steering wheel of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he oh, will assure wow. us. And we, we're looking forward to that. Haven't heard from Jerry much since the end of the no. uh, yeah. season with the Packers. So uh, it's going to be a fun show as usual. We always uh, lighten the mood on a Wednesday, get you up over the hump, uh, and get you get after it for five hours, five days a week, right here on Hook'em Up with Ian B. Appreciate you doing it and finding us wherever you do, maybe on 1019 FM, also on AM 1260, and digitally, so easy to use on that Horn app. Just uh, download it to your smartphone, touch of a button. You got us wherever you are in the 512 all over the great state and all over the world. Get uh, great text messages on our message machine there uh, from all over the place. People uh, tune in to get the latest on the Longhorns and uh, hear what's going on in the capital city. We appreciate you doing that. Yes, and uh, do. also appreciate you sharing it. Uh, tell a friend. Tell them how easy it is to find hooking them up with Ian Rodby and all the shows here on the Horn with that Horn app. Also at hornfm.com. Uh, look who he is. He's made his way uh, into the South Austin Onion Creek compound, our shutdown corner out of the uh, 713 down in Houston, Texas, uh, coming out of high school also out of 512, a lifetime Longhorn, one right here at DBU. Four years in the NFL, 16 years now, doing great radio and media all through Central Texas. He's also the uh, football theorist. He's Blackstradamus, the proud papa of Baby Monroe, our man Rod Babers. RB. how are you?
0: I'm doing great, brother. I appreciate the intro and the hospitality as always. And, uh, yeah, hump day, so feeling good. Got to get a uh, uh, lot of football discussion still uh, with the coordinators taking their name out of the Ooh. head coaching candidacy for both jobs. That is Okay, we'll get into it, but I, I, got, I got a couple of thoughts on that. That is really interesting, uh, you know, Ben, uh, ben Johnson uh, and Bobby Slowick, uh, both of those names. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, also, yeah, the Jerry Jones stuff. I think I got some sound from Jerry Jones that I'm going to send to Ty later on that we can play and discuss the Cowboys. We haven't discussed enough Cowboys, I will say that. The last, they've tried – This is this, weird you said that you hadn't heard from Jerry Jones. You can tell he's intentionally tried to fade into the background. It's like that Homer Simpson. Uh, Gift. <laughs> I mean, yeah. where he's like, he's in the bushes and he gets back That's Jerry Jones right now. He wants to come out and like, hey guys. Oh, you want to talk on? to me? What do you want from me? I'm just <laughs> the <laughs> owner. What are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, all right, before we get into that, uh, as we do every each and every morning, we're proud to do it. And shout out to those who serve our society built on the selflessness of service. So, all of those out there who are serving in any capacity, whether it be God, country, our community, just want you to know that we appreciate you. We don't say it enough. Uh, we can't say it enough. Uh, the folks who are so, so soldiers, the first responders, the uh, teachers, the nurses—we uh, can't say thank you enough. We appreciate all you guys. We know that it is an honor, but also a burden to serve.
2: So uh, we appreciate you each and every morning. Absolutely. So hit us up on that text line. You can uh, participate in the conversation each and every morning. Five one two four four seven. Three seven seven six, and uh, wherever you are, uh, hit us up. Don't text and drive, as we always encourage you. Um, be not. safe out there, uh, but uh, certainly hit us up and be a part of what we're talking about, which is be a, be, be plenty, uh, including in this hour. We'll get to uh, uh, behind the burnt orange curtain. Rod with good stuff on what's going on with the Longhorns. Also, uh, some what the facts for the end of the hour. First, though, let's dive into the headlines, top stories to start your Wednesday. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories of the morning, including the Texas Longhorns two weeks after Bo Davis left for uh, the defensive line coach position at LSU, is alma mater. In five days since the news of his replacement broke, Texas head coach Steve Sarkeesian finally and officially confirmed the hiring of Miami Dolphins assistant defensive line coach Kenny Baker yesterday. In a statement, Coach Sark says, quote, Kenny came highly recommended from people in the industry I really respect. Had a great time talking with him during the interview process. He'll be an awesome addition to our staffs. Coach Sark also highlighted Baker's tremendous track record of developing players and being a teacher of the game at all levels, high school, college, and pro, And Coach Sark said he checks all the boxes as a coach as the hire was being announced by the program. Uh, Coach Baker already photographed out on the recruiting trail visiting prospects down in the greater Houston area. In the NFL, several major coaching developments there too. Yesterday in Detroit, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who many pegged as the leading candidate for the Washington Commanders head coaching job, Well, he says he's turning and going to stay back in Detroit instead of pursuing uh, either of the vacancies still left in the NFL. 37-year-old says he made the final decision after a conversation with his family, and Washington officials found out about his decision while en route to Detroit to interview the highly regarded offensive coordinator. Down in Houston, meanwhile, similar good news for the Texans. They're going to hold on to their standout young O.C., Bobby uh, Slowick, He's generated interest as a head coaching candidate as well. According to NFL insider Albert Breer, he says that uh, slow, the 36-year-old has agreed to a new contract with the team. Texans quarterbacks coach Jer- Gerard Johnson, the former Texas A&M QB, another key member of that Houston staff, is also staying put, according to the NFL Network. With those two developments, the Commanders and Seahawks likely to turn their attention to Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald and Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, looking like the most likely candidates there. In Pittsburgh, yesterday Steelers announced the hiring of former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. He gets a three-year deal uh, with Mike Tomlin there. In the Big 12, basketball last night, big win for the Longhorns' next opponent up in Fort Worth. TCU took down Texas Tech 85-75. They knocked the Red Raiders out of the top spot in the Big 12 standings with that win. Houston Cougars now occupy, the, uh, occupy first place after their win in Austin on Monday. They sit alone at 6-2. and two. Texas Tech and Iowa State are both 5-2. and two. TCU's win along with 8th rank Kansas' thumping of Oklahoma State last night in Stillwater puts the Horned Frogs, Jayhawks, and Red Raiders all at five and three. Longhorns, of course, looking up at three and five to all the leaders. They'll be in Fort Worth for a one o'clock tip this Saturday afternoon. Also Saturday afternoon Kansas hosting Houston in the top ten matchup. That'll be fun. Uh, from baseball, Baltimore Orioles owner John Angelos has agreed to sell that franchise to a group led by two private equity billionaires for a value of $1.7 billion. Orioles Hall of Famer Cal Ripken Jr. is also reportedly a part of that ownership group. Angelos' family has owned the Orioles since 1993.
1: Horror Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, yesterday, uh, Lily gave the the stat, the factoid that I've been digging for the last two years that the the NFL has turned over 84% of its coordinators in the last two years, 84% of them, period, offense and defensive coordinators. And the offensive coordinators in the last two years in NFL every team has changed their offensive coordinators <laughs> at least one time in the last two years twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three and they c- because of uh, different reasons i mean some guy like guys get promoted from offensive coordinator uh, offensive coordinators there's a lot of pressure on them because it's an offensive league now, so if your teammates' scoring points you're out. Uh, I think there's a lot of envy from head coaches about other offenses around the league. I oh, mean, I like that offense. I want an offense like that. That's why the Shanahan offense is so popular. I think there's a lot of pressure on coaches. They Their uh, stance with teams is at an all-time low. I mean, I think their, their average, I think, tenure at, with a team is at three and a half years, three and a half to four years. It's right around the time of the average uh, player career in the NFL, ironically. So there's a lot of pressure on head coaches and then, therefore, pressure on coordinators. So I think that's why you have a lot of turnover too because coordinators now are getting fired quicker and they want to go on the – I mean, now you know, Bobby Sloan getting head coaching and if after his first year as a play caller. So, I mean, that's that's not something you used to see back in the day. They're willing now to give, to have these Sean McVay, right? Everybody wants the, the next Sean McVay. And so these young, hot shot, uh, fast-rising play callers, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they get a little more love and I think they get a little more benefit of the doubt in this process than others. But it's just now it's rare that now you have these coordinators that are staying. And give it up for Cal McNair. He's spending money. Yeah. He's spending big money to keep Bobby. So I don't know what the figure is, but I'm assuming it's a big number because he's also keeping Gerard Johnson there, the quarterback coach. So he's trying to keep as much stability and continuity with the Texans as possible. And so give Cal McNair some credit for spending the dough because some owners won't do it.
2: You're right about that. And uh, the report out of Detroit is that Ben Johnson, they didn't alter his contract at all. He's just staying. <laughs> he like volunteer like allowed. wants to be there. Yeah. Now look, I mean, you know, the immediate cynic in everybody is like, Well, why are we – look, Washington's not a certain job at this point. It's a brand new ownership group that's new to the league. They don't have a quarterback. They do have the second pick in the draft. Uh but it's it's a it's an organization that's got roster flaws and uh who knows what this no- new ownership group will be. Uh and Seattle's available. But look, I mean, let's be honest about this. Now, Detroit, in Detroit, you're with that quarterback and with those players, you're not going to hurt your value. The people still want Ben Johnson. You yeah. know, the, he, he, I do think there's kind of the Dan Quinn element that there's some unfinished business here. That, that was a bad taste to have a you know 17-point lead in the second half of the of the NFL NFC Championship game and not get it done. Um, come back with this mostly this group and Dan Campbell, who he says he loves coaching with and alongside. Uh, but there's also this Rod that we realize that at some point, maybe even in 11 days if not then pretty soon that Andy Reid's going to retire in Kansas City that's been been rumored yeah well who doesn't want that job right if you're the top offensive mind in the game that's fair. and the Chiefs comes available uh now you get to work with Patrick Mahomes there's talk that uh, in Jacksonville that uh, the uh, the owner there is not real pleased with the the development of Doug Peterson you go work with Trevor Lawrence Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen's coach might get, you know, Sean McDermott and sure. uh, right. Nick Sirianni. So maybe it's a better – Maybe you're looking – hey, uh, Jerry Jones <laughs> runs out of patients in That's Dallas cool. and you work – so, again, it's one of those you take an uncertain job where you're like, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of work there. Or do you go back, try to finish some business and and um, maybe – and you know how this goes in coaching circles, Rod. You're close to a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. And they they know the inner workings a lot better than anybody, right? They hear the rumors and the gossip of what's going on, and those are some good jobs that are going to be available possibly next year in that cycle. Um, same time with the uncertainty in Washington, you're just not sure potentially. And, look, if you're Bobby Slowick, you kind of yeah. want to keep keep driving that with uh, C.J. Yeah, Stroud, especially if they're going to give you a big pay raise down in Houston, which according to the reports he did get.
0: No, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, you're right about the next coaching carousel just might have more attractive op- options. Uh, yeah. And with the, with the way the NFL is, I, we just talked about the turnover rate right, in the NFL for coaches. How much pressure is on them? I mean, there's a good chance you're gonna have six seven jobs they'll open next season too. <laughs> the next season, and you oh. just brought up a lot of the likely candidates if they end up underachieving. So, yeah, and 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 those would be better just you pointed out because they have a quarterback already. So
2: in place, uh, yeah. Well, we all I think we all more. know going into that's next fair. year that, uh, that Sean McDermott in Buffalo is is winter done. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of thought. And, you know, Trent Balky is the general manager in Jacksonville that there's a little bit of a, yeah. a, a schism, whatever they call it, between he and head coach Doug Peterson. And, you know, they, they underperformed in Jacksonville this year, quite yes, honestly. And uh, some finger-pointing going on there. Trevor Lawrence is, a you know, seen as a, a franchise elite-level quarterback potentially. Uh, so, yeah, there there are spots where, man, that, that's the spot, right? <laughs> if I'm a young offensive I mind. That, I want to take my first head coaching job. I like that theory. Yeah, I like that theory. No, that that that's that's actually
0: because, it, like I said, the turnover rate—it's gonna be another job open. And if he is as if he just goes to Detroit and does a job just as good, if not better, than he did this year, yep, he'll be just as highly coveted. And like you said, he may hit the jackpot if AD reads like, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, and that's they, they the like, job. All right, you know what? We like this guy That's now that's that's fair. And even if it's not that, it could still end up with a hell, Josh Allen, or you end up with you know you end up with a better yeah, no situation. So no, your theory is on the point. I think that's probably where he and his his team are right now. But that's that's because that now that means Dan Campbell is going to end up being the beneficiary because now you bring back both your coordinators likely because I don't think Aaron Glenn's in the love like that. So you bring back both your coordinators. You may bring back pretty much the same kind of. Uh, if you look up, it kind of the same holy trinity, if you will, all your coordinators and your quarterback. Your two coordinators and your quarterback.
2: Yeah, so they'll come back uh, yeah. primed. And then the other job is Seattle. And, you know, we, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the uh, Baltimore Ravens, is seen as a, as a top prospect there. But Dan Quinn is still in the mix in both of these places. So, for your Cowboys yeah. fans, keep an eye on that, The Dan Quinn with these two developments, Bobby Slowick and – um, you know, Ben Johnson saying, no, thanks, I'm going to stay where we are, stick and stay, um, run it back, as they say, then, you know, Dan Quinn's back in play. Yeah, Dan Quinn's going to have to, I, I don't
0: know about the next cycle of Dan Quinn's going to be as coveted as he is, has been the last two, or three years, honestly. I think he, this may be it, he may have to get take one of these jobs, whether he likes the situation or not. Cause only it's only more young up and coming you know coordinators, more guys from college thinking about the NFL, um, and I don't know if Dan Quinn is at the top of everybody's list now. And if that Seattle job gets taken, think about it, that's one of his big connections.
2: Yeah, that would be one I think he wants. And yeah. uh, the, Seattle's taking their time. Uh, John Schneider's their general manager. He wanted to talk and has, I guess, now talked to Mike McDonald face-to-face, uh, the Baltimore defensive coordinator. Uh, but Dan Quinn does feel like a fit there because of his history in Seattle and the knowledge of the organization. And, um, you know, that. but you're right. I do think Dan Quinn needs to take one uh, because who knows? I, I, we'll get into the Jerry Jones conversation, but, um, you know, well, Jerry's saying one thing, but the the facts are kind of another. You know, yeah. saying we'll run it back. Uh, Jerry's in a weird place right now because yeah. uh, he can't say we're we're gonna may have to may have to alter course, but at the same time, he may have to alter course uh, with with the salary cap issues mm-hmm. that they have right now. Uh, he's also sending mixed messages with his head coach by, he you know, bringing Mike McCarthy back, but not giving him an extension. So he's a lame duck coach on a final year of his deal. That's never good uh, for a locker room, uh, for hard, a coach.
0: Hard to sell people on.
2: <laughs> I on believe a, in this coach, but I'm not signing On the him. hope
0: that you. Yeah, you're going to be a championship squad when you obviously don't believe enough in the coach to to give him an extension. Yeah. You, so that's yeah, you're right. That, I don't know how Jerry Jones is going to to play that. You know, in, in the court of public opinion, I, that's not going to play. There's a well. lot of chatter around the Cowboys it's right now. You know, but and it's you know, not coming.
2: It's not really coming from them. Family members of players yeah. are talking. <laughs> um, you, you had the the the, the hmm. Holly comment, Michael Holly, who Jesse, was, Holly. Jesse Holly comments yeah, yesterday about, about Micah being Micah selfish. Michael Parsons uh, being a selfish was, player. It's
0: not, it, a lot of the, the hype usually comes from the, the the Cowboys. Comes from Jerry Jones. Comes from the players. Micah in his podcast It's not really coming from them. It's coming from like the I don't know people around them. Uh, the people close to them, family members, Jesse Holly's an insider. The stuff that Jesse Holly is saying, like I said, that's coming from that's coming from inside the house. The calls are coming from inside the house. Like that is to me, for him a former player and an insider, to call another player selfish and to claim that he's not studying hard and to claim that he's not having players like at his house as a leader who's not trying to promote camaraderie and cultivate it. Those are very specific.
2: Yeah, we played that Those yesterday. Those are very if you specific. And uh, Jesse Holley's a former player.
0: And, and Usually, by the way, I like Jesse Holley's analysis. He's usually his own point. Oh, he's, he's pretty really good. good. Yeah, he's really good. good. Exactly. Uh, you don't well, just throw stuff out there like that. Well, yeah. Insane. Unless you know.
2: You know he he is that that was the accusation, and it was a point blank conversation that hey he uh, he just wants to play, he just wants to rush the passer because he doesn't have to work at that. And you, you you know they wanted to play linebacker and be a versatile weapon that they can move all over the field, but that takes studying and uh, you know incris- int- intricacies of of playing those different positions. Uh, those are those are big words for sure what? coming from a former player. So yes, well what Jerry Jones said yesterday, Rod, was uh, we're we're going all in on the twenty twenty four season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will be going on. And he told Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Uh, he said, here's his quote, we will be going all in. I would say that you will see us this coming year not build it for the future.
0: <laughs> We're not going to build it for the future. <laughs> I, don't even, I mean, you, yeah, you should be building for the future, Jerry, but also you can do both. The Eagles do both, all right? The Niners do both. The Chiefs do both. The best teams in the NFL, they are doing both. That's yeah. what a GM does. You're going to build for the future while simultaneously – All right, making sure that you are upgrading and using any means possible to have the best roster that you can.
2: Well, every, every good business that I've ever been around once has a one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a five-year plan. Yeah, you do it. And you're doing them all simultaneously. Yes, that's
0: the beauty of it. That's, that's why it's hard.
2: Yeah, yeah, right? You're trying to, all right, what are we doing right now that's best for this year? But we're, we got thir- we got three-year-long goals, five-year-long goals. That's that's how you operate. Jerry doesn't feel like they do. All right, I'm going to
0: switch up from a long-term to a short-term. Yeah, still. well, <laughs> and I
2: think you know, I think, I think Will McClay and some of that front office are building and looking yes. long-term, and they have capologists and things, but Jerry speaks for the team, uh, and, but but, again, get, you know, look, put Mike McCarthy in the conversation we just had about coaches. Mike McCarthy's won 36 games the last three years. He's won two division titles. He did get the best out of Dak Prescott. Um, you know, he can't go out there and play in the playoff game. Yeah. But he did get the most. I mean, Dak Prescott's going to finish runner-up for the MVP. You couldn't give a lot of credit. And McCarthy's sitting there going, I don't even get a contract extension. I'm, I'm sitting here as a lame duck. After 36 wins, two division titles, and what we did this year, I know I know fans hear that and they're like, "Well, you didn't win in the playoffs, you didn't." Well, as a coach, it's like y'all. I mean,
0: but, but that is confirmation that what I said before the season. It, none of the regular season matters for you guys. I'm yep. sorry, Cowboys. You could have been you could have been a, a 10 win team, just made it and just snuck into the playoffs as one of the lower seeds. But if you had gotten to the NFC title game. It would have been a success. Sure. And then Mark McCarthy would have gotten his contract extension. You didn't. The regular season didn't matter. It wasn't about the regular season. It was all about the playoffs. Everything was about the playoffs. And I think that's Jerry Jones' statement. Dude, it was about the playoffs. The regular season didn't matter. Your 12 wins, they don't matter to me. I need you to get to the NFC title game.
2: But, but you're, to <laughs> me, you're right about that. I That's mean, what I need you to do. If I you can't mean, do we, that,
0: then you might not be the guy.
2: Yeah, we and were, honestly, I,
0: I support that. We I were do. 100%. <laughs> I
2: mean, he was always going to be judged on the final game, uh, yeah. whatever that was, right? And, and that, whether that would judge it. But I'm just saying, if I'm, no, you're if right. I, if I'm McCarthy's agent, this is how I'm better. selling this no thing. And, hey, man, uh, you, know, you got other issues in your organization. My guy's doing a real good job. Um, why are we – because, look, no one – nobody's going to agree that having a, a lame duck coach is a good idea. No. That I don't care what organization you're talking about. That's never a good idea because most organizations don't do it. You either make the move and get rid of them or you extend the coach. Yeah. You do one or the other, and this is in every sport, Rod. I mean, it, I it's just because you – in the he's locker sure room
0: – When the Steelers extend Mike Tomlin because right now he's in that situation. Yes, too. he is. He's yes, a, he he's a lame is. Duck.
2: But the reports out of Pittsburgh after hiring Arthur Smith as the offensive coordinator they're getting gonna, commitment, they're extend them, Yeah. They're planning to extend, and Jerry Jones has already gone on record saying they're not planning to extend Mike McCarthy. They're going to let him coach out yeah, his
0: final year. Yeah, because some people believe that, hell, Mike Tomlin may have overachieved this year with that team, still making the playoffs, yeah. had no business doing it, and that Mike McCarthy
2: underachieved. Well, and then Jerry does this. That's why I say it's such a weird, you know, as he starts talking, <laughs> he just starts saying things. He did was asked yesterday about Bill Belichick, and he made it clear that he would be happy and absolutely thinks he could work with Bill Belichick. And th- considers him a friend, and he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, I why are we even talking about Bill Belichick? Because uh, he ain't got a job. I know. Yeah, Belichick don't have a job. I, but you have a coach. <laughs> are you going to bring him in as an advisor? I mean, what are we doing here? Take- uh, because he, he said, he told Yahoo Sports, Jory Epstein, Jerry Jones. I know him personally. I like him, said of Bill Belichick. There's no doubt in my mind we could work together. Um, made it clear on several occasions. He says, we all know that he's certainly excellent maybe at the top of his profession to say that any one person automatically assures you a Super Bowl is ridiculous. That's too high an expectation of him, but is he maybe the greatest pro football coach of all time? He very well could be. He's a friend of mine. I like him, and I want to make it real clear I would have, wouldn't have any problem working with him. I want to make it real clear. I like, that. What do you mean? Why are you so de- – like Why are we saying that?
0: <laughs> so I saw declare I want to make it real clear. Uh, I will say that he's he, essentially whether he's doing it Intentionally or subconsciously, he's putting Mike McCarthy on notice. It is just that it is that that simple. He is putting Mike McCarthy on notice. I'm not signing you to an extension. You are a lame duck, uh, and until you get to the NFC title game next season, you may end up walking, and I may end up bringing in Bill Belichick or some or Mike Vrabel or somebody else. I think he's putting them on notice, and it's that simple. That the NFC title game, that is the goal. That is right now your. Requirement for an extension.
2: But I, I, I know what you're saying, and yeah. I think we're all aware of that, but uh, I don't know. If you like Bill Belichick and you think he's the, the, at the top of his profession, then do it now. I mean, why waste another whole well, year?
0: because the Dak president, you've got to figure out the offensive coordinator thing. Oh, I you're know. Fire, you're, I understand the reasons why, fans. but you got to figure don't out say like who you
2: going to hire as OC. That's going to be big.
0: So, you might need to do some research on, like, uh, who's going to take over this Dak from the That's offense. what I'm
2: saying. I, I get there. And maybe their, their, it might
0: be Kelly Moore. You might bring Kelly Moore back.
2: <laughs> I mean, just say here's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense, and I'm not saying Jerry Jones always makes sense or rarely makes sense. It doesn't make sense to not reward your head coach who's currently there, leave him as a lame duck, Everyone understands the bar, but you're making that harder for him by not giving him an extension and giving him the power he needs in that locker room and the the commitment that he he needs to be as strong as he can in that locker room. And then go out and talk about Bill Belichick at the same time? That does nobody any good. If you think that about Bill Belichick, you don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to tell people, I want to make it real clear. That's sending mixed messages. That's completely clouding the issue and leaving people like us to, to what are you doing? What, what is the plan here? Um, now, also the, also, the other big you know, off-season uh, conversation is, are they going to extend Dak Prescott? And, of course and,
0: they're going to extend Dak Prescott. Well,
2: he, he wouldn't commit to that either.
0: Yeah, they're going to extend Dak Prescott. I mean, that's, I, I don't even think that's
2: actually a question. We'll I really,
0: I, I'm more sure about that than anything else. They're going to extend Dak Prescott. What are they going to do?
2: I'm, well, I've talked about it. Move on to Trey Lance and eat the, uh, the big cap hit this year and, and weather your that, way through it. The Cowboys are not that bold.
0: They're not doing that.
2: Dak Prescott's right. going to be the quarterback going I forward. agree with you, but <laughs> yesterday <laughs> in these uh, conversations, he would not commit to that. that uh, and he was hemming and hawing about that too.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's just more about negotiations um, because that's, 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 that's a negotiation. He's not, he's not really negotiating with Mike McCartney. Mike McCoy does take any damn thing Jerry gives him. <laughs> Jerry just won't give it to him. Hey, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott had his best season ever. Dak Prescott had his best season ever. He's a second-team All-Pro. Dak Prescott's going to get his contract. That's just the way it goes with quarterback. This would be – it would be historic, unprecedented for the Cowboys to decide to move on from Dak Prescott. Oh, I at agree.
2: This point. Uh, but I –
0: You know what I mean? Because even Alex Smith, even though those guys were going to the playoffs, he wasn't – because he was a second-team All-Pro. That's true. <laughs> he wasn't that damn good. You don't do that. Uh, now, lame Duck coach, we've seen that.
2: We have. Well, I will say that, that the as We've we said, we said when Jim Harbaugh got to uh, yeah, I've seen Jim Har exactly. Yeah. Well, when Jim Harbaugh got to San Francisco, <laughs> yeah. he went thirteen and three with Alex Smith and moved on from him. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. He did.
0: But they also ended and up. He le- was a Pro Bowler. Also, Alex Smith
2: was a Pro Bowler. He also that year. Ended
0: up leaving that that organization. All right, kind of because he didn't get what he wanted <laughs> from no. the organization, contract wise.
2: Yeah, right. I don't believe it. it. Just, so a, we've
0: we've seen that. We've seen coaches like, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. He can't get along with an owner, and then they jet. we with that organization, the Cowboys. Yeah. What you have never seen is a second team All Pro quarterback not getting extension with that same team.
2: You're probably right, that, but I think, I think you're hitching your right. wagon to the wrong to the wrong mule exactly. at that point.
0: We all I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm I'm just going off history. Yeah, no, for sure.
2: Uh, I'm just going off Jerry Jones said yesterday, which was all over the place, but all how, over the place. How
0: often has Jerry Jones been all over the place? All the time, exactly. All the time. <laughs> Let's just study history. But it was best indicator of future behavior is past behavior. Jerry Jones does that all the time. Yeah. That's Jerry Jones in a nutshell. That's who he is.
2: No, I just think he should have stayed quiet. Then it was like you weren't hearing you from think,
0: him. You think? Well, say that again. Say it again. You well, think Jerry Jones should stay quiet? From, uh, stayed
2: quiet. <laughs> we hadn't heard from just the Green Bay game. <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, know
0: that's wild to even say. I think Jerry Jones should stay quiet. Jerry Jones, stay quiet. Oh man, come on now. Well, it's you, not in his
2: nature. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. Uh, coaching Carousel Conversations. Longhorns have a new D line coach, and he's already on the job. Uh, Roddle introduces to him, and uh, you know, figure out where the connection came. Also, uh, some what the facts for the end of the hour. It's a busy Wednesday, getting you up over the hump. Final day of January. Uh, if you're making it through dry January, as I mentioned, Ron, a lot of people mm-hmm. shut it down. Good for you. Good, uh, One God more bless day. You. You're almost there. Finish line in sight. <laughs> um, maybe you can go out to dinner tonight and grab some drinks. You know what I'm saying? It's been uh, oh, you wait till midnight. 31 day. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, it's, good, it's good discipline if you have. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, we're coming back. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. So
1: much. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. For well, the top of the hour, we'll get
2: some What the Facts, including Tom Brady, the ghost, going on record about uh, his new role with uh, Fox TV coming up next fall. Of course, he signed that new contract. Oh, yeah. $35, $37 million. Uh, he, he, he revealed some, uh, some facts that uh, were kind of speculative until yesterday. Also, uh, some other what the facts of the day. And uh, we're talking about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys before the break. One other, uh, one other gem of a quote from Jerry Jones, Rod. This is one. If we can, if Ty can be searching for the actual sound of this. Um, here's Jerry Jones. This is a good We have Glory Hole. Oh, no. And we have a lot of uh, Jerryisms. Yes. Love those. There's a new one now. Uh-oh. Hanging around the rim. We're going to have to add hanging around the rim to jerry's glossary
0: what is he talking about
2: uh so per michael gelkin of the dallas morning news yesterday jerry said i thought we made a pretty good move four years ago when we hired mike mccarthy and he's had some great in-season success but he's come up short three times and advanced us in the playoffs but i like the fact that he's hanging around the rim we're not getting the ball (laughs) in but we're hanging around the rim let's not discount Hanging around the rim. <laughs> he said it three different times. So is
0: bas- so, so, so a basketball uh, uh, analogy here? Yeah. Okay, I got it. Hanging H- around the rim. I got you. Okay. He said
2: it three. That's why we got to find this. Hanging he's come up short three times and advanced us in the playoffs, so but I like the fact that he's hanging around the so rim. So is he saying
0: he can't make a layup? I think so. <laughs> is That is that what we're saying? He can't make a layup? He's right there at the rim? All right. Or maybe, yeah, maybe the 49ers keep blocking him with the Green Bay Packers. They keep blocking them out at the rim. Maybe run, they got run. a maybe they got a great rim protector.
1: <laughs> I like hanging
2: around the rim. You know hanging what
0: I'm around saying? The rim. That's oh man, that's perfect. Hanging around the rim. That's so the, that is the Dallas Cowboys in a nutshell, though.
2: Hanging around the rim in the
0: last twenty some years. Hanging
2: well, look, around I mean, the rim. There is no dispute that they've been hanging around the rim for a while. You know, Mike McCarthy's been better than the roller coaster of Jason Garrett, who was up year, down year, up year, down year, up year, down year. Um, this is more stabilized, but you're still just hanging around the rim. Hanging around the rim, man. Um, I
0: like it. it. It actually is a perfect analogy, though. It is. that The Cowboys do hang around the rim a lot. Yeah, they they're do. there. Yeah. they? Have they once the last time they dunked it? No,
2: no. Uh, on Dak know. Prescott, Jerry said Dak has done nothing to change my mind about promise for the future. I think that we've said this as far as. I think that I've said that we will go as far as Dak takes us in the playoffs. Remember that. We will go as far as Dak takes us. That's how far we want. That doesn't change a thing. Told you. Thank you, Jerry. That's, I mean. So, con- So we're, everybody's so confident.
0: That I think that says right there Dak's the future. He's literally saying we're going to go as far as Dak takes us. So, you know, Dak, Dak's the man. It's you, Y'all got to build it around Dak. Dak is playing his, his really good football. Y'all got to get Dak to play that football that you saw in the regular season, in the postseason, that's the next step.
2: Somebody says, is, that, is he talking about the toilet rim? Well, you know, you can, there's a lot of different <laughs> rims. <laughs> there, there are different rims you can think it's about. It's way too
0: early in the morning to start thinking about the different rims <laughs> that Jerry could be exploring and talking about. Nope. Well, listen, that's why I said uh, it's no, in, no.
2: comparable to glory hole. Oh, I no. want me some glory hole, Ron. Mm,
0: I don't want to make that transition. Nope. And uh, I think
2: I'm pretty certain he does it on purpose. He does it on purpose.
0: Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he's because he's a brilliant marketing mind. He knows that. He that, says he's little, quote please. will go viral. And oh, yeah. We'll play it on different radio shows around the country, and they'll be talking about the Cowboys. And then they'll transition to kind of the conversation that we just had. And he doesn't care about that conversation and whether that's, that truth is damaging to the Cowboys because he understands, great marketing minds do, that, hey, man, it's, any publicity is good publicity for these Cowboys. As long as y'all are talking about us, that's better than you guys not talking about us, even if it's in a, a negative fashion about the culture of the Cowboys. He doesn't care about that. Jerry Jones never has, so. He's smart. He's in the build. he's got like three different quotes out there now. You got the Bill Belichick thing out there that I just brought up.
2: Oh no, because he held court yesterday, essentially. Yeah, so I was yeah. What I'm he saying. put a lot of different. He put a lot
0: of stuff out there. He's like, I me not saturate the market with this stuff. There you go. So we now we got a lot of Cowboys Nuggets out there, uh, but I don't know if that changes the reality is that the Cowboys are hanging around. The
2: Yeah, like you said. or are like, they circling the drain? One of two. the two. <laughs> <drain. laughs>
0: yeah, but no, circling the drain is different because circling the drain, you would see them every now and then. I think, honestly, Jason Garrett was circling the drain because every now and then they would just flush, right? It would just be a, t- just a total wipeout. It's a terrible season. Like you said, that's what Mike McCarthy has done. Instead of circling the drain, they actually are hanging around the rim because of stability, right? 12 wins. He's going to get you 12 wins. You know that, and you're going to compete for the division. That's stability. Um, that's different than circling the drain, which you were doing with Jason Garrett. So, I guess that is progress, and that's what he's talking about. But, man, he's getting too old to be progressing that slowly. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, you going to be hanging around a room, man. I need an alley-oop to you know, get it done.
2: For sure, but it's three years in a row, and you, yeah. you, we remember that after the last two 49er losses in January, he was irate and livid. This one, I didn't think he was shocked. And I think he's just not sure. There's not a direct. There's not a good course forward here. No. Uh. There's really not. But he's gonna sell it in a multiple different directions. Put Bill Belichick's name out there. We're good, but we're not gonna re-sign Mike McCarthy. But we really like him because he's hanging around the rim. Yeah. Uh. You know the Dak Prescott thing, and you know this is where they are. It's kind of a a mishmash of, of messages from yeah. from Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Last year's off message was clear. Yeah. That wasn't good enough. We're going to go all in. They did. They made some trades. They made some moves. They had another good draft, and it still didn't go any further. Actually, went shorter. They didn't even get out of the wild card. Yeah, you regressed, actually. Um, In the first round game, you lose. So... Uh, as a division champion. But, uh, yeah. all right, so. He's
0: a salesman, so he's just selling. Yeah, he's talking to his I co- ain't constituents.
2: Buying. If he's selling, I ain't buying. Yeah, but he wants,
0: <laughs> everybody wants to hear something different, so he's going to have a different message for everybody, and hopefully it resonates with most of the Cowboys fans, and they hear what they want to hear.
2: Yeah, I get you. Selling hope, selling hope. All right, let's uh, go behind the Burn Orange curtain time. It's uh, Longhorn football. There's a new coach on patrol and uh, on the job as of yesterday. Let's uh, get Rod's thoughts.
1: And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? <laughs>
0: All right. Yesterday, uh, Kenny Baker was officially announced as the defensive line coach. Uh, and I don't. I guess when you officially announce, that's when you can actually get on the recruiting trail. This was reported uh, last week, actually. Um, but it became official. Uh, Texas put out uh, an announcement via social media. Kenny Baker had a social media blast as well. And he was already down in H-Town recruiting. Our man C.J. Vogel from On Texas Football does a really good job following recruiting. Um, actually had some uh, great nuggets from uh, his recruiting visit in H-Town. And, you know, that's one of the biggest, I will say, questions from Longhorn fans about Kenny Baker is, hey, man, can he recruit? I think, you know, just – giving Sark the benefit of the doubt uh, that Sark's done a really good job of vetting coaches and assembling his initial staff, uh, that his personality lends itself to him being a great recruiter, even if he hasn't been a coach at the highest levels for that long, which is, I believe, 11 years total that he's been in coaching um, at the college or the pro level, five years at the FBS or the NFL level. Um, I think the conversation Sark had with him, his charisma, uh, dynamic personality, the a young man that he spoke to in H Town, uh, Landon uh, Landon Rink. He's a defensive lineman from Cy Fair. You know hey, Cy, the Cy the, the Cy community.
2: It's yeah. A bunch of schools in well, Cy. Yeah, Landon's got the dad, dad. I went to high school with with Landon's dad, Shane, who played at Texas back in the early. Yeah, back. there you go. Shane and see. I were good buddies growing up. Still, still uh, keep in touch. So yeah, Shane is the defensive line coach, uh, or he's on the staff. I'm pretty sure he's defensive line coach at Cy Fair. Oh, nice. Where his son plays, and of course, yeah. Cy Fair is where Trey Owens the Longhorns quarterback commitment of 2024 is coming yeah, in from. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Landon, uh, if Landon were to come to Texas, he would be a legacy, and uh, just like his, his pops.
0: There you go. And uh, so Kenny Baker was visiting with him. Uh, Landon Rink said uh, Coach Baker was a cool dude. I like him a lot. He has great energy. Um, so just being able to relate to young people value relationships. I mean, that's what recruiting is. So even if he doesn't have the ties to Texas, there are enough folks on that staff that understand the, uh, the culture of Texas high school football and the coaches and those different communities. So (laughs) I'm sure he's getting the cliff notes uh, about H town, about Houston, about Texas. So, and gosh, when you put on the burnt orange as a coach, it 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 helps you recruit if you're a if you got a you know a charismatic personality and you are a guy that values relationships and you can communicate well, uh, putting on the burnt orange, putting on that brand, it will only you know emphasize those qualities. It'll only, in my opinion, uh, accentuate whatever great qualities that you have because people will – it will open more doors. <laughs> All right, and I think that's the case with Kenny Baker, and that's something that Sark saw. Something else – and shout-out to my man Jeff Howe of uh, Horns 24-7. We did our Longhorn Blitz podcast, and we were trying to yeah, – trying to figure out – just trying to theorize exactly where uh, Sark and Kenny Baker may have crossed paths, like where did Sark – get the recommendation for Kenny Baker. I initially thought maybe, and like I said, these are just theories. This is football theory. Maybe it was um, the, uh, the Shanahan connection, potentially Mike McDaniel, head coach of the, for the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins uh, hired Vic Fangio, and Vic Fangio had Kenny Baker as his assistant D-line coach. Maybe that could have been it because we know Sark loves the Shanahan tree. I mean, Jeff, how had a, uh, a better theory. I think it actually holds a little bit more water. Kenny Baker, uh, Pete Jenkins is an old-time defensive line coach. I think he's in his 80s now, and he was still helping coach the, the, the LSU D-line. Like, this dude is an OG, all right, in the D-line community. Um, coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, coach their D-line. Um, but in his resume, he has these gaps in his resume, like four or five-year gaps. I think he's got like four or five of them in the last 20, 20 30 years. And the gaps apparently is when he, I don't know, whatever he's doing, he's taking time between, but he has these coaching clinics that he has in in between because he's such kind of a made man in the D-line community. And Kenny Baker was one of the D-line coaches that went there for mentorship under Pete Jenkins. And Pete Jenkins reportedly used to always visit Alabama. You know, just visiting practices, just trying to siphon information from Nick Saban, and because Nick Saban was a fan of Pete Jenkins, because he's been like I don't know, 20, 30 years at LSU, in and out, in and out, at uh, different times, and there might have been a connection in 2019 that Pete Jenkins might have met Sark around that time at Alabama, and if that is the case, then the recommendation could have come from Pete Jenkins. The Sark might have went to the OG D line coach and went, "Hey, man." you got somebody I need I need somebody dynamic I need somebody young got good energy I need somebody I can develop talent and gave him kind of a checklist and then maybe he came up with the name hey Kenny Baker is a good name for you could have came from you know Pete Jenkins and Pete Jenkins by the way followed he was actually in at USC as the D-line coach right before Sartre got there Sartre got there in 20, was 2014 I believe it was and he, he was Pete Jenkins was the defensive line coach at USC in 2013 so that's also another different way. We're trying to just look for the, the connective tissue <laughs> that connects the degrees of separation from Sark to Kenny Baker. That may be one of them uh, to keep in mind, that he may just been one of those clinics. And if Pete Jenkins and Sark's path cross at any point, whether it be back in 2013, 2014, or if it, if it was his time in Alabama, then that could be where the recommendation came from because apparently Pete Jenkins is really high on Kenny Baker. And he used to go to those coaching camps all the time. And that could be the connection we're talking about because Tyson Helton went to Pete Jenkins to get, and Tyson Helton was the, uh, the Western Kentucky coach. He went to Pete Jenkins to get the recommendation for Kenny Baker. And that may be why he's such a fast riser is because he's got, a, he's got a reference that is considered one of the OGs in the D-line community.
2: If you're looking for a Jedi, you call Yoda, right? And you try to figure out. Yeah, exactly right. The like, yeah, that's um,
0: yeah. the um, no, no, well, theory. That's a theory. we well, got to ask sure. Sark about it and get confirmation. But that's the theory. I think it's a good one.
2: Well, in in his statement yesterday, Coach uh, Sark said, uh, Kenny came highly recommended from people in the industry that I really respect.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's like, who is he really respect? Nick Saban, he really respects? So it it could have been a Saban thing. But I think if it came from Saban, it was through Pete Jenkins. Yeah, that's right. Because of their connection.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, that makes sense. Right? You're, that's what you network for. That's why you want to bend be in good good standing with folks and uh, have people have a high opinion of you because you just want them to put your name out there, right? And if you're digging to get the right candidate that fills the boxes you're looking for, uh, because as we said uh, last night on the On Texas live stream, um, if – you know, you call a guy like Pete Jenkins and say, look, who's the guy I should hire that five years from now to be pissed off that I didn't hire him? Because mm-hmm. he's, he's Cause that I'm coaching good. against him. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> right. making my life hard. Right. Bro. Who is that guy? Uh, mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. And, you know, Sark's um, history with Tashard Choice and Chris Jackson, I think, speak for, you know, the, the type of coaches he's looking for. He wants young, mm-hmm. aggressive, yeah. um, you know, coaches that connect with kids, connect with young people, uh, but also like to recruit and like to coach, like to develop, right? And they also have that NFL – you know badge because yep. you combine the Longhorn brand as you said on the recruiting trail with NFL experience well you're speaking their language because that's they want to play mm-hmm. in you know in the SEC big games University of Texas flagship in the state but man I want to play on Sundays too um Tashard Choice Chris Jackson and now uh Kenny Baker all bring that uh that same mindset you add to that Steve Sarkeesian's been in the NFL as a coach Kyle Flood has been in the NFL as a coach of course and um you know those are the kind of you know Selling points you're looking for uh, for 16-, 17-, 18-year-old young football players. Uh, all right, there's good stuff behind the BOC. Longhorns are uh, deep into their winter workouts now and uh, working with Tory Beckton, the strength and conditioning coach, while the uh, coaches are out recruiting. Now, look, folks have asked about next Wednesday, like today's the last day of January. Next Wednesday is, uh, you know, the, the, the late signing window mm-hmm. for high school recruiting. There's nothing. It's empty. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's the Longhorns are done. And Hayes yeah. in the barn for their 2024 recruiting class. Those coaches uh, that you see out on the recruiting trail, if you're following social media, they're out recruiting. That's most of college football going to Sure it is. Sure yeah. it is. And it's it, just... there's not going to be much happening. No so buzz um,
0: because transfer portal's taking all that buzz. And then before that, the early signing day. That's the that's the new signing day.
2: Well, there was some hope in the beginning of January before Bo Davis left that there was as Long was going to try D-line. to flip from D linemen that were previously committed, and Bo Davis had some good ends. But uh, with Bo Davis leaving, those those recruitments yeah. pretty much ended, and now they're off to 2025 and 26, and then the portal in the spring will be the next uh, next opportunity for. Uh, I would guess for and speculate for, you know, any type of addition to the roster that'll come after spring practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. We'll come back when we do some what the facts, including the goat, Tom Brady talking about his new role at Fox. Also some of the other big facts of the morning. Also talking about uh, Ben Johnson, the maybe the the top coaching candidate on the market saying, I'm not in, I'm going to stay in Detroit. We'll get you details on that in the coaching carousel. Rod's got his first rant of the day next hour. Let's roll on with us on Wednesday. I'll hook him up with Ian Rodby. B.
1: Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers, hook come up 1019 AM 1260
2: The Horn All my friends, low rider. 11 days for the Super Bowl now That is a fact As we count them down to Super Bowl 58 In uh, Las Vegas Senior Bowl this weekend, and uh, what the facts, Rod? The number of Longhorns participating in practice this week at the Senior Bowl workouts in Mobile is two. Two. Dosa and babies. Tavondre Sweat and Christian Jones. Uh, Longhorns at one point had as many as eight guys who were invited to that, but uh, two guys came back for school, mm-hmm. and uh, several not uh, at full health, In guys like Byron Murphy and Jalen Ford, Jordan Whittington, who said, uh, you know, we'll, we're not going to participate until uh, we get to the combine. Uh, but those, but uh, you know, on a on a really good side, Christian Jones performed very well yesterday, Rod, yes, in, in, in pass drills, and that's you know really when those coaches, GM scouts are all on the field surrounding these players, and they're going mano a mano in pass rush drills and uh, things of that nature. Christian Jones played very well yesterday, performed very well against some of the top pass rushers that are in Mobile as well. So good for for him, and of course, andre Sweat doing his thing right uh, just yeah. being big and moving quick and, and moving other humans <laughs> moving other humans around at their will yeah uh,
0: and uh, Christian Jones uh, also uh, they worked to make guard
2: yeah well worked to
0: make guard and at tackle so good for him and his listen his his NFL draft stock is increasing the NFL scouts love the fact that they know he's coachable I mean you think about it and we know this too every year he's gotten better I mean, you remember it was just his just a raw
2: piece of
1: clay yes. when he got here. I mean, he was
0: six. This guy was a 6'3, I think he was 6'3, 215 when he got to high, like his freshman year of high school. So his body in the last, what, nine years. He was six, six years, so nine years. It has just transformed tremendously. Like he's now he's, what, 6'6, six, six, 335 or something. So a lot of scouts believe not only is he coachable, but he's just learning really how to move with this much mass. And that, you know, that his seal, that's why it makes his ceiling a little bit higher, is that he's probably had this particular body for about five, six years. Maybe maybe a lesson. I don't know the diet, you know, the diet and nutrition plan that Texas had him on. He might have had this body for like five, six years. Well,
2: and he was a soccer player before he was a football yes. player. So he has, good, good he has the good feet they're looking yeah, for. good point. Uh, he's an agile guy. And that's what you see when you watch these uh, one-on-one at uh, Mobile. Because I'm kind of a weirdo, I'll go watch those things. You know what I'm saying? Watch mm-hmm. uh, Senior Bowl practice, Rod. And uh, he does a good job. He was he was uh, getting great balance, getting leverage, not getting you know pushed off balance by the pass rush. So good for him. Will Brut yeah. on uh, on Christian Jones. They he does have, have the the all the long arms, the size, thirty four
0: and 7 eighths inch arms. So yeah, thirty four, almost thirty five inch.
2: He arms. looks the part when he gets off the bus. He looks like a. And they a, measured a him at six
0: five. I said six six. They got him at six
2: five. They got him. Yeah,
0: he's lost some weight actually. They got him at six five. I think they had him at 6'5", like 3'18", or something
2: 318, like that. 3'18", yeah. yeah. But he looks the part. So, good for him. Uh, Tavondre Sweat there as well. And, of course, this is the beginning of the uh, the draft process. Uh, yeah, the they had him at Bowl. six five, three eighteen.
0: Man, his hands 10 inches, 10, <laughs> 10 and three eighths inches, arms, yeah, 34, 7'8". Big fella. Knee, wingspan, 83-inch
2: wingspan. Big fella. Ooh, big fella. All right. Um, yeah, all right. Real quick, Rod, on what the facts. How about um, – Tom Brady. Tom Brady went on the McAfee show yesterday on ESPN Uh uh, and clarified some of the things. Because, look, the the number one broadcast team at Fox has been Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. They called their final game last Sunday the uh, NFC Championship game. Uh, Tom Brady's already been hired, right? Ten-year, $375 million contract. And he got to sit out the whole year. Straight cash, homie. Uh, Because Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Uh, But he confirmed to McAfee yesterday that uh, he will be working with Kevin Burkhart as the number one team. They will not be a three-man booth. There were some speculating that maybe Greg Olson would hang around. There'd be three of them. That's not going to happen. Greg Olson is either going to drop down to the number two spot. Or, or he's going to move, move somewhere, somewhere else. Or he's going to move to another network.
0: Yeah, he could move somewhere else. He's great.
2: And, you know, people who feel bad for Greg Olson, because I think he does a really good job. He does. Uh, but this has been in the works. I mean, he knew that. He's I mean, the GOAT. He, it's, it's Tom Brady. It's the
0: only guy that, listen, be this, the compliment is the only guy they could replace me with is the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> who, who
2: admitted it. And you know, Tom Brady's usually pretty deferential. He said yesterday that you know, he learned a lot listening to Greg. And, yeah. he, you know, he's got a lot to learn because he's never right. done it before. But remember, Fox has the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. Uh, it coincides. You know, when you, when you have that big game, like CBS has it this year with Romo and Nance, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the coup de grace. That's the, the biggest event of the year, without a doubt. Hundred and, Tom Brady calling the game? And now you're going to have Tom Brady. Come on, man. With Kevin Burkhardt. Crazy the GOAT. to be through the roof. Who, I mean, how many? What Tom Brady played in ten Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have him as your lead analyst, and that's that's now been confirmed from uh, from our man TB12. Yeah,
0: like I said, uh, uh, Greg Olson will definitely end up somewhere because he's fantastic. Yeah, he's really good. Um, okay, uh, let's get to uh, some more facts here. How about this? Uh, Mike Florio reporting Jim Harbaugh's salary. Ooh. Sixteen million Ooh. a year. Sixteen mil. Straight cash, homie. Is that right? Um, that that's what Mike Florio is reporting. might be. It's going to be worth somewhere around five years,
2: eighty million total. Nice, if that's is. Well, look. I mean, uh, make him an offer he can't refuse. Sixteen mil uh, or a good deal with NCAA mm-hmm. violations and NIL.
0: You can live in LA. Live in LA. Live in LA. Sixteen million dollars a year. Have yeah. Justin
2: Herbert already at quarterback, and uh, you know develop that thing. That's that's a pretty good gig if you can get it, and that comes with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the knowledge of the Spanos family. And, of course, he's looking for his general manager. He went and plucked one from his brother, just yep. went to Baltimore and asked, hey, hey John, who's your, who's your best front office guy that, you, that you can give to me Come on. that, uh, you that got, I can work with? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> John, but you can afford Joe, to lose? Joe, Joe Horitz is that guy. He's coming. Uh, here's a fact, Rod, and this is always good. Remember when, uh, when Nolan Ryan was part of the ownership group with the Texas Rangers? I always thought that was great. Uh, when you have legends who are part of uh, the, the, the game, Cal Ripken, Jr., is reportedly part of the team's new ownership group that's going to buy the Orioles. You know, the Angelos family has owned the Orioles for a long, long time, since 1993. And they haven't been good owners, quite honestly. Uh, Peter Angelos was a terrible owner. His son took over, and it's been better. They're one of the best young organizations in baseball right now, but they're selling for $1.725 billion to a group Ooh. of rich guys, a couple of rich guys. But Cal Ripken is reportedly a part of the ownership group. Now, much like Nolan Ryan, Cal Ripken up on the East Coast has invested in minor league baseball teams. Okay. Um, so he's been involved in the game as an owner. Uh, so good for him. He played his entire 21 year career in Baltimore. He's expressing interest in the past of buying into the Orioles. So that's a good thing for for the game of baseball to have a guy like Cal Ripken back, uh, part game. of the team. He the only team he ever played for.
0: Yeah, no, it is. That's a fantastic. I mean, he's <laughs> I mean, that guy's got to be considered one of the most iconic, oh. if not the most iconic person ever played with the franchise. Right? Yeah. He does. I mean, close. they've had some really great players. great players, but is he – I mean – I. Oh, I, sure. Yeah. So, that's always good. Those guys come back to want to be a part of it.
2: Well, especially, just like Nolan did with the Round Rock Express and other minor league teams, uh, Cal has done that on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. I that's don't know true. the number, but he's been – I. yeah, so that's, that's cool. And that's good for baseball. Uh, as a what the fact here on this Monday morning. What the facts. It's also a fact that we are one hour down, four to go on our – Wednesday conversation, you, getting you up over the hump here on the final day of January. We roll forward into our second hour. Rod's rant coming up, also some bullish or BS. And the headlines coming next I'll Hook Up with Ian Rodby.